0: Good morning, Australia. This is The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. Shannon in the studio, pressing the buttons, making it happen. And uh, we have a special guest, Nathan, as That's well. That's right.
1: Too. Shout out Nathan in here, getting the training done. Because when, when we go on the road... To uh,
0: the old camp, to big. To the big camps.
1: <laughs> we're going to have Nathan. He's going to be hitting those buttons, you know, clicking those dials. Making the productions produce. That's right. And we're super thankful for that because thankfully we don't have to do any of it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the deal
0: for us. We just, get to, we just get to sit here and speak. And we, I've been there when I've had to do it. It's really difficult. It's actually hard. You've been there. Like I've had to do this by myself. You had to produce. Yeah. When you were wow. in Melbourne Uh huh. and then Vaughn wasn't here, Shell wasn't here. And so I was running back and forth. Dude, I love pressing that. Pressing buttons. I love
1: that. You know, we've been in that situation before. I, obviously, you guys listening now think that we're a very high-level professional production. And we are. Which we are. <laughs> praise God.
0: Uh, but Only when a producer's here.
1: That's right. <laughs> but, but there are times where, where things happen, stuff goes down, and and you might not notice. But I've, I think <laughs> I've done the self-produce. I did it for a week one time because oh, of just wow. the way the situation. Oh, I do that too. What, yeah, the, the,
0: Well, it was like three days.
1: The way the situation works out and it's like we've got the board behind the glass and so you'll, 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 uh, you'll press the buttons and then run in and start speaking, you know. So.
0: What are you thankful for?
1: I'm thankful we don't have to do that. Yeah, that's, I was just yeah, going to yeah, say. The yeah. same like, I am like, so great. In fact, we've got two producers. Yeah, this is awesome, actually. So, I would sincerely say we've got our, like, Shanna, Nathan amazingly coming in. We've had Megantha in here before supporting the show. Macantha. But then we've got Shell, who's our main producer, who is literally the glue of this show. Yeah, she pulls it We all would together. be nothing without her. Nothing without shell. We would just be two hours. We would just be of, a shell of a person. That's right. Wow, the deep, deep dude. <laughs> we deep. we would be a we would be like shell. two hours of like no music, no, it would just be us just talking.
0: scratching on the table.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: What a great way to start the day with the Breakfast Show live from Newcastle, Australia. With your hosts, Blake and Lawson. Lawson's typing away on his computer like a good student, learning and discovering information. Lawson, what's the life of a student like? What's the life of a student
1: like? Yeah. Dude, the life of a student is uh, one in which you are stressed, (laughs) uh, unhappy. Nah, (laughs) that's not true. No, I've been loving it. I've been loving student life. I... Have Greek this semester, which in my course is regarded as one of the most difficult units. Right, and uh, I have been experiencing that. <laughs> like this week already, you know, when I, when I did Hebrew last. Were they semester, lying
0: when they said Greek was the hardest? No, no, okay. they weren't.
1: I did Hebrew last semester and I did really good. I got I got a HD in Hebrew, and like Hebrew, you have like a week to learn the alphabet. Say. Right. But Greek, it's like, okay, you've got one day to learn the alphabet, and then by the end of that day, you should be typing and writing Greek sentences. Transliterate this, because now you know the alphabet.
0: Yeah, you spend a whole day on it. I mean, yeah. that's have to speed. Man.
1: But this is the thing. It's like, I can't spend a whole day on it, because then the I have a class, though, and then
0: the rest of the But the difference, my, though, you know, is it's Greco-Roman letters. Whereas Hebrew is squiggly lines.
1: Sure. But then it's like, for example, just because they're Greco-Roman letters, the R sound in Greek, rho, is the name of the letter, is the P shape. Hmm. So it's done a bit of a whoop-de-wop and and swapped a lot of sounds Uh, uh, with...
0: The old whoop-de-wop.
1: Old (laughs) whoop-de-wop. It's swapped a lot of letters. Uh, Yeah. Admittedly, it's easier. But the difference between Greek and Hebrew that I found is that... That I'm learning so far is that there's just... The, they, they want to get us through far more content in a shorter amount of time.
0: I'm excited to, to see the Greek journey of Lawson Walters.
1: But I'm already at the place now where I can read it. Now it's just learning what it means. And But okay. a lot of the words are similar, you know, when you come so across. So like
0: phonetically. Yeah, can that's go, right. I can, beep, I can beep, read
1: and I'm like, oh, that's Johannes or that's Theos or whatever right. it may oh, be. Oh, Theos. Yeah, yeah, Theos obviously is, is God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johannes is the name for John. In Greek. My boy. Yeah. Johnny. So, so, yeah, just getting in, learning the vocab, getting is, it done. Is
0: Johannesy Johnny? It might be. <laughs> it could be. What's the clue?
1: The clue <laughs> this morning is, what creature am I? Ooh. Judges chapter 7 tells us that in a valley near the hill of Morah, or More, there were so many of these creatures that they could not be counted. Oh, Ooh, whoa. 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win, of course, our dual prize this morning. Well, actually, we're drawing it this morning. We're giving away two resources, one called 13 Weeks to Joy, one called 7 Deadly Relationship Sins, both by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer, both having the ability to greatly impact the way that you relate to people and the life that you lead. If you want these books,
0: 0491-064-669. I want to shout out some of our listeners in Latrobe. Uh It could be La Trobe. It could be La Trobe, Tasmania. Mm. I'm not actually sure. But Latrobe on 88.0. I also want to shout out Victorian town Mansfield which is a field of men, apparently, 87.6, Mansfield. And then also, uh, in New South Wales, I want to shout out an old little town, Dungog, mm. just up north from us here in Newcastle on 87.6. Thank you for listening to us, Dungog, Mansfield, and Latrobe. Trobe. Mm. It's really cool that we got faith of them all over the country, and shout out to all of you who are listening. Yeah. Send so us a text, 0491-064-669. If you are in one of these cities and you're listening, let us know.
1: I know people out those ways, too. I've no. got family living out those ways. In Mansfield? In in Latrobe. Latrobe, really? Yeah. You got Latrobians? Yeah, Latrobians. I, I know some people. I grew up with some people from Mansfield.
0: Really? But yeah, they're all over the place. I know some Dungogians
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's that's, that's kind not of, far away.
0: That's kind of the road for us. Yeah. It's a beautiful town, actually. Absolutely. I love Dungog. All right, what's uh, some good news here? Positively
1: different news. Today is World Day of Prayer.
0: That's positive. If you didn't know. And it's different.
1: 2023, they are praying for Taiwan. And actually, I am going to be in about three hours time at 10 a.m. I'm going to be at the Toronto Seventh-day Adventist Church to to go there, to speak about World Day of Prayer, to, to talk about what's going on, because they're praying specifically for Taiwan, the nation of Taiwan, and for the mission in Taiwan as well. And so I'm not going to go there talk all about it. But you know what I thought we could do? Mm. Pray. Okay. Because it's World Day of Prayer. I love so it. So join with us now. Let's pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. I want to praise you so much that uh, we could come together on Faith FM. We could be listening. We could be presenting. Uh, we could be, yeah, having the opportunity to represent and share you. And we pray for that same opportunity, Lord, in Taiwan. We pray for the brothers and sisters who are there faithfully serving you. We pray that you would enable them to continue to be a witness. We see the political pressure and power on Taiwan at the moment. And I just pray that you would keep people safe. But also uh, for those people who are there, Lord, I I believe the thing that Taiwan needs the most is a faithful witness. So I pray that you would just bless those who are standing up for you in that area, in that space, Lord. And I pray for those who are missionaries who are considering going over to Taiwan and sharing the gospel there, too. And I pray especially for the people that you would work on their hearts to receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It doesn't it feel good to pray? It does. I always, I was just thinking that right there. I was, man, it's so good to pray. Mm. Praying is, praying is what kind of connects us with God. Mm. And uh, my son once asked me, he says, you know, I know that we talk to God uh, by praying to Him, but how does God talk to us? And I was thinking, well, the Bible is God's word. Mm. And so by by reading God's Word, He can speak to us through His Word. Absolutely. And so by praying and reading the Bible, you have this beautiful dialogue between your Creator and yourself, and you can grow closer and connect with Him, and that vessel that we have been created as can mm. be filled with His Spirit, so mm. that when you walk around, you live your life, you do your thing, it's God who is living in you, Absolutely. working through you. Yeah,
1: and of course, as I said, I'm going to be in the Toronto Adventist Church speaking all about Taiwan, just for a brief moment. So I might see you there if you're already planning to go, or I might see you there if you've just... Decided to plan to go, I know it's a Friday morning, you might be going to work, you might be on your way to your
0: vocation. I can see people just like veering off the highway right now, It's like whipping around, like (laughs) we're
1: going to the prayer thing. We're going to Toronto, but that being said, you still have, whether you're going to your vocation, whether you're going to Toronto, you still have the ability to pray. Amen. So pray throughout the day today. Hey, I've got another cute story here that I was reading. This is, this is really cool. This is really cool because it involves one of my favorite things to sometimes do, but always to look into. Oh man, I think running is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like running.
0: That's what, that's what's different between you and
1: I. Yeah. You're just not about it. Now, I've, I've been kind of slack with my running this really? year. I just haven't really been into it like I was last year. I was running, I was doing triathlons this year, just kind of chilling, hanging out. But once I get into the semester, things start to, you know, really bed in. Then from there, I'll be, I'll be picking up those legs and trying to, trying to get it down. But I was reading a story about a marathon. It was happening in Philadelphia. Okay. Philly, yep. And out out there in Philly in the United States, and there was a huge half marathon going on there. And at the same time, there was a patient, 66 a year old patient, Charles Rowe, on Whoa. a surgery table. Whoa. Opened up, waiting. Right. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He was Sorry. on the table, okay. Sorry. opened Sorry. up, Sorry. waiting for a liver to be. Placed in his body, you know, he was going under. Uh, it was undergoing liver transplant. Okay. So he's so he's there. I he's just chilling there. Okay. He's that just makes more he's sense. there. He's waiting for this liver. The doctors are waiting for this liver. They're looking at their watches. They're like, "What's what's going on?" And specifically, surgeon Adam Bodson, He's like, "Where is this this liver at?" They then get a call from the delivery driver. Driver. He's stuck in gridlock because of the marathon. There are two access entry points, but he can't get in. for some reason, they're, they're, and those access entry points are for emergency vehicles. He's a, you know, delivering an, a literal liver for this person, but there's just he's struggling to find the entrances. There's all these problems. The van is about two miles away. so Adam Bodson, in his scrubs, his teal scrubs and his sneakers, runs out the front door and runs all the way, a couple miles, to this delivery truck picks up this liver that's currently on ice, and starts running back. What a now, dude. Now, a mile in, he's picked up by a police officer, which takes him all the way back, and they're able to successfully transplant that liver. And, uh, yeah, the the patient, Charles Rowe, living fine, healthy. Marathon liver man. That is the most epic story. And that's the kind of application we want from our running, not just to be fast, but to save lives. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: You are listening to the breakfast show where we don't serve pancakes, waffles, or Vegemite with toast, apparently. We actually serve up some scriptures for the early morning day to get your day started off right. It's a Friday. It is the last day of the week. It is the 3rd of March, or on the Hebrew calendar, the 10th of Adar, if you are into the Hebrew calendar uh, days of the month. But Lawson's no longer into that because he's into the Greek. That's right. You're a Greek guy now. I'm a Greek guy. Are you yeah. Mas- more? Do you feel more Macedonian or more Greek?
1: I, I I think that Macedonians are more proud. Okay, but Macedonians don't really speak Greek. What? Yeah. What do they speak? Macedonian. Wow, that's super see. This is, I would I would love to identify with Macedonians, but I don't have the credentials to Gotta this get is, the cred. Right? You
0: need some Macedonian street. Cred.
1: But I know I know how to. This is this is okay. You go into a crowd. <laughs> go into a crowd right now. Go into a crowd. We're in a crowd. You want to find Macedonians? I'm, I'm just wading just, through just, a crowd. Just, just stand up on your soapbox, your chair, your, I don't know, your- Your neighbor's uh, shoulders. Your up and go carton. A police car. Whatever it may be, stand up and say, I believe that Alexander the Great was Greek and you will immediately find Macedonians. <laughs> say that phrase, say that sentence, immediately there'll be a Macedonian walking <laughs> up to you and saying, "No, he great. was a Macedonian," which was true. Yes, absolutely. So Macedonia, uh, like under Alexander the Great, uh, united the Greek city-states, yeah, you know, we, Athens, Sparta, all
0: those places, and then sure. from there
1: they they marched out and conquered the world.
0: So that's how you'd that's like a like a an illegal torture technique. That's like, right. Like, that's right. <laughs> say, it, <laughs> say it. Say it yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. This is,
1: this is how they get information <laughs> out are of. Are you from
0: Macedonia? I'm not going to say, tell me, where's Alexander the Great from? He's from Greece. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You, they'll always out the That's themselves. actually true. That's actually true. I know some Macedonians, and that was a power move that they gave me. They were like, no, he is He from- is." Macedonia
1: Macedonia. that's right what creature am I Gideon took ornaments off these creatures that is so obscure wow Gideon took ornaments off these creatures now we know they're in the near the hill of Moray and there was lots of them and now Gideon took ornaments off these creatures that's what
0: it's like ornaments like are they Christmas yeah that's right That's, that's what
1: I think but I ornaments that's what it says Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win. Guess what? that will win
0: the most incredible prize we are offering. That's this right. Week.
1: Thirteen <laughs> weeks to joy, as well as seven deadly relationship sins. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. The
0: prize is happening today. You only have a few more chances to get in on this. That's, this answer is worth 400 points. It should be worth 4,000 points because of how difficult that... It's getting ornaments off of it, that's mm. just wild. Okay. Well, hey, we got some news here, Lawson. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with this story about Rajwinder Singh. I hope I said that name right. Uh, he has been charged as part of an ongoing investigation to the alleged murder of Toya Cordingly following his extradition to Australia. So he basically is up in Cairns now, and he flew in. They went and got him from India, uh, where he fled almost four years ago. There was a woman named Ta- Toya. Let me look at it. Yeah, Toya accordingly. And she was, her father was wondering where she was because she disappeared. Uh, basically, one day she took her dog for a walk and She never came home. Mm. The father went out to go and find her, and they found her body buried in the white sand up there in Queensland Mm. and obviously devastated. The police have been investigating ever since. But when the body was found, uh, this individual, Singh, he has, I think, a wife and three kids. He was living here, and then he just fled to India. Mm. So when the body's found, he just bounced. He's gone. Where he has been... Uh, probably for nearly four years, I think since 2018 is when all this kind of happened. Wow! They got him back. They flew him back to uh, Melbourne first, then back up to Queensland where he has been extradited, and he will face uh, a court of law to mm-hmm. determine whether or not he is guilty of the murder of Toy Accordingly, and it's you know these kind of stories are not not good to hear that we live in a society where people literally take the lives of other people. This is a terrible thing. Mm. But I guess the good news of this is that uh, justice is going to be served mm. and there'll be justice for the family, for the, mm. for the parents and for uh, Toya to uh, her, for Toya's family to recognize and understand that the police have been painstakingly going through this case. And though it has been several years, have that peace and that closure I think is also really important as well too Uh, because we talk about justice from a biblical perspective and there is a time when justice is going to be served for all of God's people uh when because historically speaking Christians have done it pretty difficult throughout Mm -hmm. the throughout the years many of them have been murdered many of them have been persecuted and martyred and uh families have been taken a you know, ripped apart, and people have really suffered in the name of Jesus. Mm. The good news is, though, that all that suffering, there is justice that is coming. There is a time that Jesus will make it right, as it says, you know, Jesus makes it right and the, the beautiful hymn. It's important for us to remember that even though we see all these crazy things happening, to put your faith and your trust in God, and to remember that the Bible tells us there is a day coming, of justice mm. And justice is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Justice is uh, something that helps us to recognize and know that God is good and he doesn't just allow evil to continue forever. Mm.
1: And that's on this, I guess, in a personal level for the family of this lady to see justice be brought in, in their life would be important. But there are millions of people crying out in their countries, in wherever it might be because of, say, political corruption, because of terrible persecution. But we look forward to something better. I think it's it's this balance of, yes, well, I would love to see justice served on this earth, and it's amazing to see an example like this in, in this case. Sometimes justice will, won't will be served until the day of the, the Lord. The day of the Lord. And that's but what we got to look forward to. the The justice of the day of the Lord isn't the end. It's the beginning of eternity. So
0: Amen. Praise God. Oh, that's good. Justice is the begin justice is the beginning. I mm. like that. Uh in other news, Australia has kind of slipped down the rank of soft power. Oh, ranking. This is Global so interesting. I power ranking. I got I got some,
1: some a lot of lot of thoughts on this. A lot of
0: thoughts, yeah. Well, let's just I'll just give our listeners kind of a little background on this. So, uh It's a global index that ranks nations by their soft power. Uh, Australia is just right behind Russia uh, on this list. Uh, The United States, Britain, and Germany uh, retained their first, second, and third positions, respectively, in Brands Finances Global Soft Power Index for 2023. Australia uh, has declined from once a top 10 nation, has continued in 2023 as it's now slipped from 13 to 14 so Russia's at 13 Australia's now 14 New Zealand slipped from 21 to 26 right so soft power is first coined by American political theorist Joseph Nye in 1990 and it's essentially a nation's ability to exert international influence to produce outcomes or behaviors through attraction mm. or persuasion rather than coer- coercion right mm. So it's notoriously uh, difficult to measure. And so basically, here are the eight soft power categories. Mm -hmm. Include culture, heritage, international relations, governance, business and trade, media and communication, education and science, people and values, and sustainability. So 2021, Australia ranked 10th. uh, But because of their hardline zero COVID stance and their COVID isolation policies, It dragged down both New Zealand and Australia in 2022. And the 2023 index is based on a survey of 111,000 people, basically across 101 countries, and they saw Japan overtake China, which dropped from fourth to fifth place. Wow. So Japan is now on the soft global power ranking Mm. higher than China, mostly because of the result of its COVID-0 Settings. The one that I'm really surprised about, and
1: probably I think the tale of a soft power success story, is Korea. The Korea, Korea isn't higher. I'm I'm now I'm, I'm doubting this because by far Korea Korea has some of the best soft power in Asia, mm. in, in all of Asia. Now you could say maybe it's because of their their kind of what's the rank smaller status. They they're behind us. They're 15th. But I'm like, who is? Like the amount of people talking about Korea globally versus the amount of people talking about Australia, I'm I'm surprised because Korea has this booming media industry at the moment, yet it's kind of yeah. languishing behind.
0: I think I think honestly, it could be a um, if you look at this uh, an English speaking situation as well too, because you look yeah. at you look at yeah. United States, you look at Britain, and you look at what was the third one actually? It was Germany. Germany, okay, German speaking. But then it's
1: like it's through infrastructure as well. So like Germany, not only like you've got German. Like I, I don't think I've ever consumed German media, or at least willing like intelligibly, (laughs) not willingly, but never willingly.
0: No, intelligibly
1: consumed German media, but German cars, German influence, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. No, it's it's it's, uh, just an interesting thought, like to see, um, to see that. Australia is actually quite influential in comparison to other countries. We're not a big country. Yeah. We're we're 25 million people, 26 million people. Yeah. And yet we have a pretty big impact, even though, yeah, we're down in the 13th. But to be a top 10 nation in soft power as like mm. a little tiny country, like Mm. that's – but we're not little. Like we're a huge country with very few people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just find it quite interesting. And uh, some of the categories really caught me off guard as well too. (laughs)
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Good morning again, Australia. This is the Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We like to do some quiz clues. We're I think we're on the third one for the day. So you better get in the call. Call us or text us at 0491-064-669 so you can get into the draw for an amazing set of prizes. Lawson, can you help us out with the next clue? You are sure going to hear it right now because
1: <laughs> John the Baptist's clothes were made out of this creature's hair. Now that is fashion. Whoa. John the Baptist's clothes was made out of this creature's hair. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call a text. I hope that some people are getting it right because Blake is absolutely stumped.
0: I'm... <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. No one has gotten it right. No one has texted anything in on that one because it's like pretty hard really
1: difficult. Yeah. I think
0: I think I know this one now. I mm-hmm. think I know this one now.
1: That's right. John the Baptist's clothes were made out of the hair of this animal zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. This is your third and last opportunity to be able to to get in. so zero four nine one zero six four six six nine
0: is the number to call. Okay, Suzanne, you just got it right. Bruce, you just got it right. I'll get it flying and in now. Braden just got it right. Okay, that, when I heard the third clue, I was like, "Oh yeah, I think I know that one mm-hmm. too." Man, the the second clue really threw me off. It, it really threw me off on that one. I was mm-hmm. I was just like, "What is going on with this this other clue?" Now we have with us on the phone for a little interview this morning. She's all the way from Norway, but living here in Australia. Victoria, are you with us? Hello, you are with us, okay, excellent, so you can you hear with us you?
2: <laughs> yes, I can
0: Good morning. uh How is it going up there in sunny? I hope it's sunny up there in Kingscliff. Is that where you're at?
2: It is very sunny and beautiful temperature, so I'm enjoying it.
0: I can hear some <laughs> wild birds in the background as well too.
2: yeah, I'm out. Just for a walk. I hope it's
0: not too disturbing. No, it's cool. It's it's a real Australian vibe. I like it, actually. Just uh, (laughs) uh, hearing some beautiful birds. I wonder what those birds actually are. I I can't tell. I wonder if our listeners can tell what kind kind of birds they are just from hearing them in the background. Uh, Hmm. Victoria, I just want to ask... I want to do a little quick recap of kind of how you got to King's So Let's reverse engineer this, all right? So a few years ago... Uh, How did you first come to Australia?
2: Um, so I first came to Australia to do like a discipleship Bible school program um, in called Arise yes. uh, up in Kingscliff.
0: Yeah. So okay, I did so that we, in 20- we had Daniel on yesterday. So we've got a little bit of information about uh, the Arise Bible School as well, too. So we're, uh, I think more and more oh, people are starting to hear about it. So you went to Arise as well, too. What From what time to what time?
2: Uh, so that was in 2020, and I actually didn't get to finish because it got canceled because of COVID, oh. um, but I just loved Australia so much, so I just wanted to stay, oh. and then, you know, I ended up, I was working with you, Blake. Yes,
0: that's true, actually. <laughs> For six
2: months at Raymond Terrace, and it was great.
0: Yeah, so you were working in the juice bar, New Star Juice, and you were working at yes. the op shop as well, too, as well as doing Bible studies with people in the area as well too. So you did that for, that, that was the Arise for Life program. So six months after uh, you finished Arise. And then then what happened after that? That's, that's kind of, I want to pick up the story from there. So you spent some time at Raymond Terrace Mission Adventist Church, but then you went back, you disappeared out of Australia. What happened?
2: Then I went back home because I had to finish my studies. Uh, so I finished my studies in nursing. And, and where's home for, for you? Home is Norway.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, what city? Oh, Bergen. Beautiful or city. Oslo,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah, so Oslo and actually. Bergen.
0: Yeah, I know. Ber- I've been to both. They're super awesome places. I think I like Bergen better than Oslo. Don't tell the Oslonians. They might get mad. Well, well
2: I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Bergen's like this really it's mysterious. Like there's like the fog and there's all these islands and ferries and bridges all over the place as well too. I, I really like Bergen. It's a very unique place. Kind of a We're- Kind of a cafe vibe too. They got some good restaurants and cafes there as well.
2: True, it's like it's old Kosa City when it's not raining.
0: <laughs> so one or two days out of the year,
2: yeah, about that. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> it's pretty rainy there. Though. though I was there, I got a, I got a couple of days of sun when I was there in the middle of the summer. Yeah. It was actually quite. It was quite nice. I really enjoyed Bergen as well. It was really nice. So you you go back to Bergen and you're studying. Yep. What did you say you were studying? Nursing. Okay, and how'd that go? Did you finish that?
2: I did finish, and then I worked in a psychiatric hospital for older people for six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Decided I missed Australia too much and quit my job and sold my stuff and moved back to Australia.
0: (laughs) So you sold everything that you have, and then you moved back to Australia because you just miss it so much? Pretty much. As as a fellow uh, person from overseas... Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I literally also did the same thing. I sold everything I had, and I was like, "I love this country, and I'm I'm moving over." And I absolutely yeah. have zero regrets. I think personally, uh, I think it's the best country in the world to live. Uh, Australia is wonderful, and we're we're happy to have you here. So, what's th- what were three things that you were just like, "I I miss Australia so much. I got to come back."
2: Ah. Uh. Well, I miss just the climate. <laughs> I, I love having summer, like, basically all year round and just being able to be out in nature a lot more than being out in inside with layers and layers of clothes and blankets.
0: <laughs> right. So I guess maybe for growing up and with all the difficult cold times in Bergen and, and Norway and all, you know, <laughs> through Scandinavia, uh, you... You were like, you know what? I need more sunshine in my life. So you are up with the. I need more
2: sunshine yeah. in my life. You are
0: near. Yes. I think you are near the Gold Coast. If you are not in the Gold Coast, you are close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. one thing. And what's another? What's another reason that you missed Australia?
2: Another big reason for me was just I just feel like, um, all the friends I have in Australia, and uh, yeah, the experience I got from like church life and like the spiritual aspect of it, it was just. I was just really inspired um, and a lot of, how do I put this into, I don't know how to explain it, but I was just like, I just really liked the um, spiritual uh, atmosphere. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but it was just really good for me and to, to be in this environment. A lot of people who uh, could be like spiritual mentors and a lot of young people, same age as me, who, who want to follow Jesus and yeah, are Bible working and yeah, just love that environment and that vibe. That's not, haven't been much in that in in Norway in that sense. Okay. Sounds like I don't have that at all in Norway. But yeah, I don't know. It was just something very special about Australia. I don't know, can't pinpoint it, but just felt at home. The
0: spiritual connection there. And then, yeah, do you yeah. have any other reason as well too? So we got the the beautiful weather, the spiritual connection. What's your third reason that you had to come back uh, to Australia? Oh. Uh, um,
2: I wanted to... Okay. So you're working... Now now
0: you've come back to work at Arise now. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: So I'm
2: working in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, how does that work too? For a lot of people who haven't gone to Arise... I know a lot of our listeners have heard of this, but like, what do you mean when you're working in the kitchen? What does that mean?
2: So if you haven't gone to Arise and you're not sure if you want to go to Arise, then coming... If your only motivation to begin with is just to get there for the food, that is understandable. And then you'll get a lot more out of it than that. I can tell you that. But So the yeah. food's good. The food, the food is amazing. The cook is amazing. And I get to help out and just do as I'm told.
0: <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, it's mostly a plant-based meal, like a yeah, plant-based it's diet. Vegan. Okay, so everything is vegan. So no yeah. dairy, no meat uh so everything plant-based uh food the whole time do you guys have honey
2: we do for some things i think
0: okay because honey is like controversial in the vegan i
2: think i love honey well we tell them when there's honey and stuff (laughs) okay
0: so just like everyone calm down we've got honey okay (laughs) so and how many meals how many meals a day are served there at arise for the students
2: So you get breakfast and there's usually both like a sweet and savory option. Mm -hmm. Everything from like breakfast, taco, burritos to like waffles and all this different. I can't even remember everything. So many good things. And then you get served lunch. Okay. And so that's from Monday through Thursday. And then throughout the weekend, you have to find your own food.
0: (laughs) Okay. You gotta, are there any leftovers? Hopefully I would always keep, try to keep leftovers. Make, oh yeah, there's always
2: leftovers. So you can easily pack up a whole weekend worth of food from leftovers.
0: <laughs> now that's something. Talking about packing up food, that's something I did learn from you uh, a while ago oh, when yeah. <laughs> you were when you were living here in Australia. You you taught a cooking class uh, yeah. for the young women of my church, actually of, yes. of Rtm Church, and you did something that was quite interesting. You'd cook like a whole bunch of food on a Sunday, <laughs> and then yeah. I remember going to the house and seeing like on the countertop, there were all these Tupperware containers that were being filled with food. Why would you do that? What's the, what's that about?
2: Um, so <laughs> well, the reason I did that, I had a few housemates and, uh, those ladies, uh, didn't like to cook and I love to cook. And so it was a great deal. They were like, Victoria, we pay the money to, for groceries <laughs> and uh, you cook for us. And I was like, sweet.
0: Win win. I get to choose
2: the menu every day of the week. So.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And
2: I, yeah, and I just loved it. So now I'm ready to have like 15 kids because it was like cooking for.
0: <laughs> wow, 15. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh-
2: my
0: my daughter talks about having 10 kids all the time. So I don't know. <laughs> well, it
2: felt like I was packing lunch for
0: packing all the kids. Anyway,
2: a whole kindergarten <laughs>
0: send them send them out yeah send them all off to yeah. kindergarten i don't think you'd want to have 15 kids all on the no, same time that'd be a little i bit don't wild. think yeah. sorry though. no that makes <laughs> sense so you're in there you're helping out with uh arise as well too i just want to talk about maybe your own kind of spiritual journey as well too have you always felt that strong urge to be spiritual or, or is this something that has kind of uh come on uh, later on in life
2: so I grew up Adventist, uh, which has probably been the case with a lot of the people you've had on the radio mm-hmm. for the last few days if they were doing us else. Uh, I grew up Adventist, and I think I always, like, wanted to, like, always believed in Jesus, always believed, um, always knew that I wanted to, to be a Christian and, and be in church. Um, but I think for me personally, it really made a difference um, to like travel to a new place, go to Arise, and uh, just really explore the reasons why I believe what I believe. You know, get to know the Bible um, myself and not just listen to uh, what my parents have told me and taught me. Uh, And then also just experiencing teaching the Bible, like giving Bible studies and explaining the Bible to other people is just really It's a lot of fun. It's so inspiring. And you get really excited. You're like, wow, this is actually true. Then you get to get to experience um, other people realizing the truths of the Bible. And that just, yeah, I don't know. It just makes you realize how beautiful the gospel is. And that just really has sparked like a personal, um, like a personal desire to have a relationship with Jesus.
0: Do you have any kind of specific stories about sharing the Bible with someone that stands out in your mind?
2: Oh, you never put me on the spot.
0: Um, We like to do that on radio. It's one of our favorite things. Yeah,
2: you do. (laughs) Well, yeah, I for sure have. Um,
0: Anything that stands out that you'd like to share? Uh, I'm just thinking like maybe a Bible study or, or someone who's made a decision for Jesus.
2: I think it must have been... I remember doing one Bible study and I think it was just like about... Like the character of God mm-hmm. and how he is love. And I just remember it wasn't anything like, don't remember anything like specifically said, but I just remember that uh, when we we're talking about it, then kind of both of us had this like realization that, wow, God is truly, truly love. And uh, that is, and yeah, she was, she was, she was, you could, you could tell that she was touched by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was I like this that,
0: profound spiritual moment that you guys shared together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, even though you know it, like I know kind of intellectually know it myself, then it's like, when you really think about it and, and when you share it too, it kind of becomes uh real for yourself to like, what well, as, you, as you share it and talk about it, you realize that, you know, it's not just something that theoretically true. It's like, it, it's like, it is truth. And it is it is
0: real that's you know that's a really powerful thought process to think about like god's love is actually real just final things we got about 10 seconds here victoria anything you want to say to our listeners about arise and about god's love
2: oh i actually my sister is doing it now my younger sister and she's like man i just wish everyone could get the opportunity to come and do a rise i feel everyone would get something out of it everyone would learn something and it's just very much like transformed her spiritual relationship thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM